Hi everyone welcome to another episode of my podcast this is actually the 100th episode uh so this this podcast is now been listened by people over 50 countries and uh, i really appreciate the support so we have a special guest today uh, joining all the way from germany we have mr david luchau hi david hi shanna hi thanks so much for having me on your podcast <laughs> how are you doing today very good a little bit tired as always but uh, very good thank you very much right so david uh, how is the situation uh, there uh, where you where where you live uh, with the covid and all this with the covid it was a uh, pretty bad i would say um, but not in the um, infection or situation but um, unfortunately like a lot of because um, i work heavily in the live scene and also in the recording side of it and um, and that got hit very badly because like uh, we couldn't work anymore you know so so then all of i mean the work got pushed online hmm. so a few uh, institutions like uh, jazz club you know and yeah i think only jazz club was actually the only club uh, in karlsruhe or in this region hmm. that actually took all their concerts and pushed it online because i don't think anybody else had the capacity to do it at such a uh, such a short time so but i was lucky enough to be a part of the team and you know to you know learn with them and grow and also bring my services uh to them as well so that that was a massive um life saver for me because i still with covid i that i still did have work but uh, unfortunately for a lot of other engineers it was really a very bad situation right a very bad situation so, right. i mean we are still in this situation yet uh, still still it's pretty bad we are really on a very strict lockdown now here in germany as well uh but i really really pray and hope things will change fast that you know everything will most probably hopefully come back to normal but uh, right now it still looks pretty bad it looks pretty bad right so uh david i, I know i mean you you're born in sri lanka so uh how how often do you go to sri lanka when was the last time you you visited sri lanka well i go to sri lanka at least once a year last year was a disaster because i we couldn't travel at all because i was hoping to go to sri lanka with my whole family and that didn't work out uh, because of uh, of course the airports were closed right so that was the yeah that was a pretty bad situation <laughs> because uh, yeah i was really sad i was reacting that that uh, that was the saddest point of the whole covid situation right so i, I actually discovered you uh, w- you did an interview with decibel.lk with yasmin uh like a little time ago so that's where wow, i that's really long time ago, yeah. yeah so and then <laughs> i check out your website and then i got to know what you artists that you're working with and it's uh, and actually from your website i discovered some artists like from germany which which i am now following which is a oh, <laughs> exciting thing uh, can you tell me a little bit about your childhood where you grew up and Uh, how did you got like your first memories of music uh well uh, i actually i was born in kandy you know so i'm a guy from kandy in sri lanka and um my i went to trinity college kandy and that's where i received my education mm. and while i was doing my education i i mean my dad is a as a I would say how can I say we called him pastor or whatever or father mm. and uh, he he used to what he called um, 
he 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 of course he's a he's I would say a musician, but he he's just he loved to sing, you know. So he used to play his guitar and sing a lot. And I think I all I'm not I think, but I always used to hear my father sing. He used to be up in the morning because he was uh, he is somebody who uh, led worship in, in in the church, you know. Right. Like he used to sing hymns in church, and he would get up every day at three in the morning and 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 sing. And that like as a kid, so that is the ritual we had. Like my dad used to wake up at three in the morning and and sing every single day and there's always you know music running in the background so i know even unconsciously at three in the morning i can hear this hear my father singing and then there's music in the background but i try to sleep through that whole thing hmm. you know so that has been with us for ages like you know this has been happening for years and uh, of course then uh, the situation was like uh, sri lanka at that point we had uh, like all uh, english hymns brought into sri lanka and then tra- they were not tra- they've only translated right. you know they just translated and sung in Sri Lanka, and it was not very like it's. They, it didn't have a lot of impact. It was like you know, yeah, it's okay. We just sang a song, you know. <laughs> but uh, there was no such thing as an impact because it was not sung in your mother tongue. Right. And so my dad like suggested like let's let's start writing our own music. Like you know, let's start doing our own thing and uh, you know like write Sinhalese uh, hymns. And everybody was like, no, nah, it's not going to work, <laughs> you know. And then, uh, and he told every single person, like, every single person he met, like who who had a, who was talented, who had really gift of singing and stuff. Like nobody took him seriously. And until one point, he just like he just gave up on that. And then he started writing, mm. you know. And that's when everything kind of changed a lot. Like he started writing. Then his uh, songs in Singhala. I think his first song he wrote was Ele Galue. Uh, and uh, so that's the thing that in the Christian music scene, that's what really changed the whole kind of atmosphere. And the song was actually pirated by many so-called pastors mm. and uh, and put into CD productions and even sung uh, even today all, all, all over in the Christian scene. So so that is kind of my entry into the whole whole music scene because like, so my dad was doing a lot of productions. He was uh, continuously in studios in Sri Lanka and I was just hanging along and looking at all this uh, stuff that's happening and, you know. Uh, it was not easy because like I think my childhood was not a really easy one it was extremely a, a hard one Nico because like uh, because of the because of piracy you know mm. uh, because we had people for example we uh, we recently got to know not recently but you know this is about two three years five years back there were people in Dubai that actually took all like bought our series from Sri Lanka mm. they took it to Dubai and they actually duplicated everything Right. And they duplicated everything and they started selling CDs at, at different churches uh, and they earned easily a couple of millions without without a shadow of a doubt, you know, and we only got to know about it kind of a couple of years later, mm. you know, when somebody brought a CD to us and said, hey, you know, um, this is something that I listen every single day in the morning. I love this CD. And he gave it to my dad and my dad said, I didn't print this from where you get this, you know, and that's how everything kind of came. <laughs> Right. kind of got to know all this stuff so that is kind of the background and so um uh for me what i wanted was i really wanted to have an i just wanted everything to sound good and for me somehow like the productions my dad did was like it was good but it was not really at that level where you know you could say oh, wow that's really awesome you know it was always you know there was something missing it so that was something that really kind of got me interested in this audio side of audio engineering Mm. And I always wanted to, you know, follow that and see what is that missing link? Why can't we really, you know, as Sri Lankan producers or musicians or whatever, you know, why can't we have that kind of fine finish, that polish, you know, 
and that is what uh, really got me interested in audio engineering and in the mastering like into mastering but at that time i didn't know what mastering was i I right. really thought, okay, this has to be the mixing and this equipment, and you know, got to spend money on equipment and stuff like that. So, so that was that's where the kind of the journey started because you know, working with the engineers in Sri Lanka, you know, seeing how they work, and, and like sometimes as a kid, I think, ah, you should, maybe you should do it this way, but you know, you don't you don't want to open your mouth because you know they are senior to you and they will definitely tell you to shut up and get out of the studio. So you kind of you know keep it to yourself, and you know, uh, watch how they work, and you know, just just shut up and be there, you know, uh, yeah. and uh, so these things is what i decided uh this is the path i'm definitely going to take and uh and and push my life in this direction you know right <clears throat> so uh where did you i know you you went abroad to study uh, audio engineering and uh, so what what how is that journey where did you start with but that was uh, well, okay that that's a really crazy journey because <laughs> i uh, i got a scholarship to go to switzerland through a very good friend of mine right and uh, and somehow it worked out miraculously it really worked out because it was impossible like you know uh, that at that point so the scholarship i got the full scholarship to go to switzerland and study music and i went there in, in 2004 and and completed in 2005 i came back to sri lanka but i went to i just only studied uh, one year of um, you know educated myself in how to play guitar you know that's like i studied blues and i really love this style of music and i really wanted to you know follow this uh, very deeply and unfortunately i only had i had only had the opportunity in to learn properly for only four months because my my teacher he got ill and we couldn't learn anymore right so i just actually from the entire year i only have just three months of lessons completely and that's what kind of whatever i have now is just three months of lessons that i have but um, so that's where i kind of uh, met my present wife uh, so she was with me and uh, so you know we i mean we never had a relationship in school but later you know things developed and of course she uh, we were get very interested in each other and she said okay if you're going to come to germany or you know you need to get yourself qualified you know and that's the biggest problem for any sri lankan anywhere it's like this qualification you need the paper and you know so and that's when i started getting serious about okay education you know and i thought okay good uh i got to you know look for something that you know that will help me follow my dreams and i thought okay the best thing to do is like look for schools uh, see what's the best i found one in uh, london which was absolutely expensive but yeah uh, and i joined it and sadly i found out that it is again very disappointing because like high promises high you know they you have all these levels and you're there and you're eager you really like i don't think anybody has ever spent so much time into the studio like um, myself and abhirash uh, kure is another another person from sri lanka another cool guitarist absolutely cool guitarist you should also check them out they have uh, this band called daddy absolutely love the band i think the best sri lankan uh, rock band or you know whatever they they play everything on alternative and everything possible they, these guys are really good so i was studying with him together and you know both of us were the only guys like people used to hate us because we were if you walked into the studios you would see just our faces we would literally be in a studio somewhere in the building you know so <laughs> we were like the studio ghosts in uh, in london so because yeah we we didn't have anything else to do not anything else to do we were there to study we were there to learn we were really focused in what we were doing and we wanted to learn and somehow it just like under delivered for me i don't know if that's my personal feeling it under delivered for me because like i paid so much money and as immigrants you have to understand the economy the entire economy of the western world runs on us right. like we are the only people 
that come up come to any uh, country and pay up front you know right. we pay i pay my course up front for the entire year and like the the guys in england they don't have to pay their courses they pay it like i know 1000 bucks a 1000 pounds a month and they don't even show up for classes but we had to pay up front and we we had to do all the stuff and and they when when they under delivered i was really annoyed so i i decided i'm going to go into the, go into the scene so i was doing some searches uh, i i lived in surrey at that time and i found a studio right next i mean not next to my house but you know a couple of uh, not even a kilometer away from me so i just went there and i i thought okay let me go try my luck and see if i can get into the studio because it was um, it was a pretty uh, pretty interesting studio they used to do a lot of productions uh and collaborate also with bbc and stuff like that so i thought okay let me check uh, check go have a look and i actually got a meeting with uh, with one of the with the audio director unfortunately he's he's uh, he's passed away right now but uh he was a really really cool guy uh, he immediately you know he gave me a chance and he gave me a chance to really you know come in work there and ultimately ended up taking over the entire entire department of the audio department for the broadcasting mm-hmm. side and you know working there for almost a year and then finally when i decided to get married then i moved to germany so i had to give up of course the whole job which is pretty sad and uh, yeah so i moved to here moved to germany and and that's how you know my whole world collapsed because uh, right <laughs> you know you 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 you're going like ah you know what i got education in london and now like germs like yeah, what is this this is uh, nothing <laughs> <laughs> we don't know <laughs> right. it's uh, it's like equal to toilet paper literally the paper i have so in, especially in corona it was very useful <laughs> <clears throat> so, so how um, did- How did you like settled in in Germany so you have to establish yourself again? Well that's a, that's a, well that's a nightmare like you know you come to a, you think like everybody thinks like oh yeah you go to a country you have your paper you're going to make this happen it's like no it's not that's that's <laughs> whoever tells you it's, it's this is bullshitting you first class right. you know uh it's it was really hard because first of all you um you understand uh, when you come to a country the first thing you have to le- learn is like you have to definitely learn their language and that's something you can't be some arrogant guy and say like you know i'm going to speak english it's not going to work you know so i had to you know put put my head down and literally like start from scratch you have to learn the entire language and it's super hard it's super mm-hmm. hard and somehow to get in the whole rhythm of it and you know then and everybody says like yeah immigrants are taking our jobs I'm like yeah, yeah we're taking your cleaning jobs but not the real ones <laughs> <laughs> i am so i'm yet to i'm waiting for an opportunity when the politicians get on stage somewhere here and say the immigrants are taking our jobs and be like yeah dude like we're taking all your cleaning jobs <laughs> <laughs> but not the real ones i mean of course now yeah sure uh, but um But yeah that was a pretty hard year so i was the first year i was not allowed not allowed in, in the sense like i couldn't get a job mm. so i was working i was doing the, you know a job that any immigrant would do you know do the cleaning stuff and stuff and uh, then i had applied to a few places and i got a few contacts and then uh, i got a break at, at like at an incredible place called zkm here in, in karlsruhe and that is one of it's a it's an institute for research you know so mm-hmm. it's not really like your go to studio it's one of them it's huge it's like it's massive place and so i had a chat with the audio director there and he was pretty uh, impressed with uh, with my uh, work in london and stuff like that and so he said he would be very interested to um, 
to have me on his team. And, and of course, the person I'm talking about is Holger Stenska. He's an incredible person. He's, uh, he's one of my first mentors. And of course, still to this day, if I have anything, I still call him and have a chat with him. And we're almost like, almost like buddies. And he's an incredible guy. And he's the person who actually, uh, he motivated me incredibly because like somebody like, that's, a, that's where for me, a lot of things changed. Like, you know, I had this impression like, you know, okay, uh, you come here, you don't get a chance. Nobody's going to give you a chance. And it kind of changed my entire perspective on everything. He said like, you know what, look, I can, I can give you a job, but for your, for your ability, it'll be a waste, you know? So he said, why don't you start coming as a freelancer, go register yourself as a freelancer, start your own company and then come to us and we can give you work. And that's what he motivated me to start my own company where I like everything was falling apart, you know? For me, it's in Germany, like you talk to everybody, it's like, why should we hire you? Like we got better guys than you, like we don't need you. Um, at that point, he was like, yeah, start your own thing. And then we, we will definitely work something out. And yeah, I had I started my own company and I went, I gave him all the documents that he needed and he went through the whole process and ultimately it worked out and I got my first first gig and I was starting to work with Satkaim very closely. And I've been there almost now for, <laughs> I think probably 10 years now. Right. I'm still working for the same company that I started with, and and it's been incredible. These I've grown incredibly with them, and they are, they have supported me incredibly, you know. And so I'm extremely thank thankful to Holger Stenska for really, you know, giving me opening this door for me, because right now today I have an incredible opportunity to work with some of the greatest guys here in Germany. Right. So uh, when you started working on this, uh, what, how, what was the process? So you started learning recording and then mixing, mastering. And also, also it, David, can you explain to the audience what these things are? Because a lot of people really don't understand the differences between these things. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, actually, it's, it's kind of broken down into, uh, into, into about four divisions. Like first you have the live sound. So the live sound is actually everything that happens in real time. Mm. Uh, you know, you're there, everything happens in real time. You just, you know, process the sound in real time and then you send a signal out and that's your live sound. Then you have recording engineer is different or because he, then he has to go, he has to check all the microphones, see everything is in order. If that sound is hundred percent, like it's perfect. It's near perfect or perfect. And then he has to make sure that he gets a very clean signal and records that, or, you know, or right. into, into a hard drive or tape machine or whatever, uh, material or whatever source he has uh, to uh, to what you call to save it you know and the mixing guy comes in for example to say to save not to save but to work on the recorded materials you know so i would maybe you know for example you know adjust the drums a little bit make it sound a little bit have have it uh, have the drums have a little more bass or the bass have a little more have it the low ends uh, fit pretty, pretty nicely you know, you do individual processing, like the mixing engineer does individual processing to each uh, instrument, you know, and the mastering engineer is somebody who just works with the, the complete mix, like the, the comp for the final product, you know, so for example, somebody sends me a mix and I have to adjust everything. So let's just say he, the, the mixing engineer was not in a very good environment. He didn't have very good acoustics. Um, so then I have to literally do the calculations I need and have, do all the listening I have to, and then uh, note down what I need to do. So it's a long, kind of a very, very long process. Everybody thinks it's like super easy. Yeah, I just put this plugin and that plugin and you're good to go. And 
Um, the reality is something completely, completely different. Is I always laugh when I look at these YouTube videos. Like, so, you know what? The best mastering. Look at put this plugin, put that, and then you're good to go. I'm like, yeah, all right, good, good for you, mate. <laughs> uh, so, but uh, yeah, it's a pretty long process where you, you know, you have to break the track down into complete, you know, right. stages, and you gotta. It's almost like you know, reading the mind of the mixing engineer. You literally have to go back and figure out, okay, why did he do this? Right. Why did he do that? Why? And so you figure all this stuff out. It's like trying to put a massive puzzle together. And then at, at the end, you say, okay, I get it. So these are the things I need to do to fix it. And uh, so it's a massive learning process. You know, it's so it's literally like dissecting everything. And then at the end, uh, fixing a few parts here and then putting it back again. So that's the mastering process of it. Right. Um, and so, and, and right now I forgot even the question you asked. <laughs> the rest of the I think I think you answered it. So, uh, so- so David, you have your own personal studio in Germany, right? So that's where you are right now. So this is my actually listening room. Where right. I actually do all my listening and here, I so I work in many different studios. I work in ZKM, then I, there's one in Freiburg, then there's another studio, uh, a couple in, in Karlsruhe, one in Switzerland. So I'm kind of all, almost all over the place, you know. Right. And uh, <laughs> but that's good because I love that uh, because I don't want to get stuck in my studio because uh, then you you're kind of you know in a bubble, you know. Right. And uh, uh, so the advice I can give to any 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 person, any guy who's like would love to learn, go and work for somebody else. Go and work for a different studio. Even wrap cables in a different studio. Because check out the uh, check out how they set up everything because that will improve you, your skills incredibly because like another studio will have a setup that you will go, oh, wait a minute, that's pretty cool. That's really cool, efficient. I can use that. And that's how you kind of learn, you know, and improve. So right. Um, so working in a lot, of different stu- lot, a lot of different studios have really improved my skills incredibly because then sitting in one place and, and being in your bubble, uh, you think you're the best mm-hmm. <laughs> until you step out and find, figure some, see somebody else who's like killing it, you know? Uh, so that's, that has been an incredible lesson for me. Because I've been able to like you know uh, go learn from them, right. you know, humble myself and really sit with them and learn and you know wrap the cables. Even when some massive guys are okay, I would rather wrap cables and stand behind him and watch what he's doing, than to sit with him and you know do something because there you learn less. Because if you watch somebody else work, you learn much more than that than to work with somebody. And, and you know, so I've, that's something that I can kind of learn and figure out. Uh, and the it's a really good experience for me because you can, you know, as a, you're a sponge, you can get all the information you need that way. Right. So you, you said that you earlier, you had, you had the love of like blues uh, playing guitar and then blues. Uh, were you able to pursue that and work with blues artists, uh, do some blues related work? Well, I had, I had the, let's just say I just won the lottery. Okay. <laughs> Cause I, I, I had, I just, uh, I, I had opportunity uh, to uh, record, record um, the band. I mean, the four members of James Brown's band, uh, Fred Wesley, PV Ellis, these guys are legends. Like, right. Um, I, I'm like, for me, like they are the, you just almost met God in that area, you know, when it right. comes to these guys. So, um, so they were, they were touring Germany. Nobody told, nobody knew that. In that in that sense, but uh, anyway, uh, they want to do a recording, and somebody else booked the studio. That's the cool part about it. Somebody <laughs> else booked the studio, and uh, nobody told them the studio owner that so and so is going to come. But they just booked everything, and uh, so they had the session. They couldn't find a recording engineer somehow through another connection. So what happened was like the the person handling the managing the studio uh, worked with me as a ZKM as well. So we knew each other. 
But and then when push comes to shove, he just give me a call and said, "Let me try David because you know he's been working that time. This should be a piece of cake." So so he gave me a call. I said, "Okay, sure, sure, let me come down." And the other bad side of it is like he literally gave me the keys and said, "Dude, you know uh, tomorrow I have another concert. I have to be out. You are alone." So like <laughs> I'm alone in the studio. I was like, so but finally, thank God, I I my gut feeling said, "Take a friend with you." So I called up a friend. I said, "You want to come?" Uh, and he said yeah sure definitely and i took my friend with me and we were in the studio and i set up everything you know and uh, we were ready you know and then when uh, when everybody started walking in is when i literally got um, a shock because i i was really cool because i've never seen like i never seen fred uh, fred wesley pv ellis but i was looking at my friend you know my german friend like he literally like he was very cool and all of a sudden uh, i saw his jaw literally <laughs> he just stood there and he was like and i was like wondering like this guy why is he all right you know and i i kind of like was starting to freak out because when he was starting to freak out like like oh my god something's right not right, right. he was like do you know do you know who this is do you know who this is do you know as like uh, dude like can you tell me without freaking out because like you're really scaring me right now you know <laughs> uh and then and when we figured out that these were like the legends uh in the scene uh, we were literally both of us were freaking out in the studio you know so but i you know did my best to like kind of you know suppress all the stuff you know and be professional and you know do my best to you know see what's needed and get it done and and it went uh, quite well i was really happy they were happy so i'm thinking that's that's it and i believe that's that's history and looking forward to do more more great stuff like that <laughs> right but unfortunately that was the only only the just like the yeah but it's, it's kind of weird because like you know normally people would work for years to come there uh you know to get a chance like that i just got it immediately right. like bam uh, you know from the first first ever thing and i was like i was so happy because that's what i wanted to do whether i wanted to always do something like that and i did get the opportunity to do it which is absolutely crazy uh, and i'm extremely thankful to uh Flor- Florian who actually organized everything and uh, that's incredible always grateful <laughs> right <clears throat> so david one of the artists that i actually discovered from your website is uh, the guy called Simon S who does the christian yeah. gospel rap so how did how did that happen how did you met him well he and i have a very very good a crazy relationship because actually he's the person who actually got me uh, into the whole hip hop scene in germany so he's the guy who literally turned my head around and said no you got to do this you know because um he, you know we go to church and he's in the same church as i go to and um, so somehow he figure he through somehow another connection he he got some news that i came from london and i'm into recording and you know mixing and stuff like that so he came and spoke to me once and that is that is when i just landed in germany and i'm broke you know <laughs> i'm broke i mean i just i literally had money i just had enough money to buy my ticket and the rest uh, the balance cash i had was just 15 euros that's all i had in my pocket if the immigration officer just asked me how much you have i would have literally melted because <laughs> it's so embarrassing to say i just got 15 back right. 15 euros like as he oh, good luck in germany <laughs> so uh, but uh, yeah but he was uh, so he kind of knew about this and he actually came so i actually explained to him and said look i have nothing i'm working on it i'm saving up money to buy some proper equipment and stuff like that and he was like no no i need really like i want to work high end i just don't want any of this because i have the same equipment at home i don't want to work like this 
So he was somebody that actually got me motivated to say, you know what, let me, you know, focus really. And I told him, give me six months. I said, give me six months. I'll get back to you in six months. If I don't get back to you in six months, then it's not going to happen. You know? So I put my head down, worked my butt off, really got my equipment together. And I just made the phone call. I said, okay, I got everything I need to really, you know, to do a high-end recording. Let's start working. And then, then he came to the studio. We started working and he actually bought me, uh, it's his microphone actually. So he bought a incredible, really custom built microphone, which is extremely expensive. He bought it. He said, these are for my recordings, but I'm going to give it to you. So you can use it for any recordings you need. I, I don't have any use for it at home, so you can have it. And it's with me, it's with me, it's still with me, you know? And then, uh, and then a couple of years back, he bought another microphone and he brought it back and he gave me. So we have a pretty decent, you know, working relationship because like when he started, we, you know, I was working, helping him out. And of course, now he's really helping me out a lot as well. So he's giving me microphones, he's paying me for my sessions and stuff like that, which is absolutely crazy, you know? Mm. So, so we've been, we have a very, very good uh, working relationship. And of course, now it's not more client. We are just family right now. And we are, you know, working closely together. And I'm, I'm slowly, I've, I've grown incredibly uh, with him together as well. So, so we are really working hard. Uh, and uh, he's also incredibly networked and he's doing some awesome work in Germany as well right. in the scene. So uh, what do you feel when, because you were, you were like looking when your father was recording the gospel songs. Now you're actually supporting a real gospel artist who's doing like gospel rap, Christian music. And now you're actually doing the actual recording. So what, what thoughts uh, you have on like you, how, how do you feel about that? It's incredible. Like, you know, that feeling that you're living your dreams, right? There's nothing else than to say that you're not good. Like, I don't get up and curse. <laughs> you know, right. I just, I don't have that. It's like, oh, I got to go to work today. Like, yeah. like my wife has to literally come and drag my ass to bed. Like, you have to sleep now. You know, come, right. let's go. You got to sleep now. It's like, no, let me work. <laughs> so, so, yeah, that's the situation. Like, I, so sometimes I can't sleep. Like, I sleep for two hours and I'm up again and I'm in the studio. I'm doing something, you know, so. So it's it's really really uh, I love what I'm doing and I enjoy what I'm doing a lot, and I think that's that is uh, I think that's the biggest achievement in life more than even money is to is mm. to be uh, satisfaction, and that's peace like that is literally that's the that's what peace is all about like you know when you wake up and you know you are in your element you know that this is what you were born to do, uh, you're you're happy that's what that's true happiness you know not like getting up and say oh, i gotta go work now and then save the money and do that and do this mm, you know, right you just enjoy and you're happy for me i'm i'm really happy with what i'm doing and of course uh, yeah and my dad is happy too because like like i, I don't i'm sure he never expected something like this like this would go uh, that i would come to this side and i never expected even for me to you know come to this uh, this level but i believe yeah, God has been faithful, I believe, uh, definitely. Mm. And, you know, he has, he has blessed my dad and my, me as well for, for everything that we've been faithful at the time where, you know, um, we never gave up on, on the gospel music scene where there were so many opportunities to give up. You know, there, my father, he had a pretty decent, I mean, not a decent, he has a very good voice. He got a lot of uh, what he called um, offers to come and sing at hotels and sing all the place. And he just declined a lot of them. Mm. I said, no, this is what I want to do. I want to do gospel music and I really want to follow that. And everybody was laughing and, and, and he said, this fool is an idiot, you know, without taking the money and, you know, right. uh, doing something, he's going after something that's not going to work. But at the end of the day, it's like a seed, you know, if you, you know, of course people don't see it because you plant a seed and you don't see results immediately. 
you know, because if you want to plant a seed, you just see, you know, a dirt floor. Mm. You know, people just look at the dirt floor and they're laughing. Ah, look at that. There's nothing there. You know, of course, there's nothing there. You need time. You know, time is what will go. But today, you know, that seed is like exploded. Now it's turned into a tree, you know, and now there are branches going to, branches are coming out. And so that's how I see it. Because like, for me, that has been an incredible experience. Like once you start from a very, very, when you start from the lowest level and you come up, that's much better than just coming from a side and trying to plug in. It's not going to work, you know. So there are so many levels to uh, the whole, um, especially in the industry as well. There's so many levels to it, you know. So now, you know, when you slowly climb, so first you had the production side, the music side, and now you're, I'm coming into the administrative side, into the into the actual music business. Like how how can you, you know, really make and help an artist uh, earn money, you know? Right. right. And these are the points that I'm learning right now because that is the situation right now. Currently, we are facing right now in Germany with a lot of other artists who even come to our con- like the artists that I mix at concerts. You know, how are they going to earn that money? Because if they can't come to my venue, they're not earning money. So how can we do that? So jazz club has really, you know, kind of twisted, like literally put their, taking everything they got and turned it around and like they're supporting their artists and they're supporting themselves and everybody else around the scene by going doing live streams and people are buying the tickets uh, for the live streams. And so, so actually all of a sudden things are happening, you know? Mm. So, so that's, so there's a different industry. I'm learning all of that as well. So, you know, there's so much to learn. There's so much to uh, do. And of course uh, we can also, um, what do you call um apply this also to the Sri Lankan music scene, you know, we can actually help tons of artists uh, and musicians in Sri Lanka, you know, definitely come up in in, in what they do. So these are, these have been, this has been a really great learning experience. Even Corona has been a great learning experience because it's always good to step out of the boat, you know, yeah. when you're in your comfort zone, you know, you get too lazy. And I believe uh, the Corona has, Corona has, in a way, Corona is a blessing, you know, in, in in a, you know, a blessing in disguise to many who, who who are willing to step out of their comfort zone right right yeah because i believe also like uh, a lot of people were come like they always say okay 2020 goodbye 2020 all these things but what i felt was 2020 for me personally was actually a good year for personal development because i i took some challenges that i wouldn't wouldn't do in a normal case even this podcast i started because of corona because like uh, I mean, see what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, so it, it 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 has been a great thing for many, but the for but it, Corona is great for the few who really are willing to take a risk, because right. life is honestly, I can what I can tell you right now is life is risk management. You know, if you play it safe, don't expect to have fun. You know, right? right. Don't expect like that's that's the thing that I uh, I tell a lot of the Sri Lankan because like my inbox is overloaded. I think I need a new phone. I just can't, I mean, I have about 1,600 messages on Instagram, uh, on what do you call it, on WhatsApp. Mm. Uh, I just can't reply all this stuff, you know, because like, and sometimes I just read through them and I'm like, everybody's asking me the same question, you know, so I'm like, oh God, like, how do I, you know, get this? So it's kind of frustrating, but the truth about it is like, nobody is willing to put that extra effort, to put that extra hard work or to learn some, a new skill. They just want, because everybody looks at my success right now and they, they think, Okay, let me, if I do a course, if I get myself qualified, I can be like David Lucha. No, no, no. Mm. You don't get it. Like, you don't know how many how many months I literally clean toilets to save that money to get to my dream. Mm. Because, like, if I was looking at my image and my status and my ego, I wouldn't have done that. And if I didn't do that, 
I wouldn't get to the goal because I needed like five or six thousand euros to buy my equipment. Right. It was not cheap. And how, so I already had a goal. Okay, I need six thousand euros. How do I get get to my goal? Am I going to sit at home and cry about it, or am I just going to get out there and take the first job I can do, earn that money, get a second job, earn that, and save everything I can? I don't drink. I didn't even drink Coca Cola. I didn't. I mean, I, of course, I don't drink any alcohol, but. Uh, I didn't, I didn't do anything. I didn't even go to movies, nothing. I just saved every single penny I have, right. put that into a box. And at the end of that, you know, eight months or uh, end of the year, when I opened it, I knew I can do my, I can do dreams now. I can make my dreams happen. Why? Because I put that commitment in and I put that. But everybody else is not willing to do that. They're just mm-hmm. like, they're expecting that maybe I will help them out or somebody else will help them out or their mom is going to give them something or their dad is going to support them. Like that's, that's, you will never achieve your dreams that way, you know, because you'll be right. sitting and waiting for the 10 years and you'll be in the same place. And if you're in the same place after one year, then I think you need to really sit down and have a very good discussion with yourself. Like have a board meeting with yourself, right. break it down and say, okay, what went wrong? What can I do to improve? You know, uh, what can I do to improve my skills? You know, because then if you're not improving, that means you have a problem with your skills. Your skills are rubbish, you know? Yeah. And so these are the things that my mentors literally looked in my eye and told me, like, if you are the, at the same place in one year, you're dumb. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, you know, now, now I'm thankful for these guys looking at me and telling me that because at that point I was really pissed with them. But right now I understand that. And now when somebody tells me something, uh, it's a good thing. It's a really good thing that you give feedback like that because I know, okay, I need to change something or I need to figure something out or, you know, I need to move my strategy into somewhere else and, you know, into sorry move my strategy into something else and you know focus on something else and and those are good things but people really miss that because they take everything you say personally and then they mess it mess it up because you have to understand facts do not care about your feelings and that is something people really really don't understand now and they're like they mess up everything because they they focus more on their feelings and not on facts Mm. and you mess up you know, that's a very good way to mess up your life because if you know, you know, you need to have a very good balance of both. Yeah. So, so David, so you, you, you started working with the German artists, you, you established in Germany. When, when did you like go, uh, go back to Sri Lanka? And then when did you realize that there's a music industry start coming up? All these new artists were coming up. A lot of things were happening in Sri Lanka. Well, actually, um, I think I believe it's 2015 or 2016. I went to Sri Lanka and uh, and there i was uh, uh give me a sec let me quickly right <laughs> tell the kids because they're really loud <laughs> I, I think you can hear them as well it's distracting me like crazy can i hey can i Yeah, it, it's Sunday and the kids are really, you know, it's yeah, their play day today. So, <laughs> um, sorry. So, sorry, where were we <laughs> kind of? So you went to Sri Lanka in 2016, you said, right? So, yes, I was in Sri Lanka. I went to Sri Lanka in 2016. I met Yasmin Yusuf, uh, who was really um, kind of somebody who uh, really I appreciate. And she, she was really influential in actually hooking me up with Costa as well, like, you know, getting the context going. So, um but yeah, she's the person who actually updated me on the whole scene. She's, you know, she she knows a lot of people in, in Sri Lanka. She's like almost like a hub, you know. So, so she was talking to me about this thing and said, "Hey, man, you should do something for Sri Lanka." I was like, Ugh. I was like, "Ah, oh, man, it's difficult. You know, it's really difficult to work 
you know, uh, because like people don't recognize you, people don't, you know, they don't care, you know, mm. honestly. So it's easy for me to work in Germany because like people really take you seriously. And when you say something, they, they really take you seriously. And in Sri Lanka, unfortunately, it's not so because like you know, everybody's, everybody's a professor, you know, they have their qualifications, they have their paperwork, they're, they're heavily on their paperwork and not on the practical side of it. Because if they were on the practical side of it, Sri Lanka would be in a different country, you know. So, so those those are the issues that I'm kind of dealing with right now. I mean, uh, in in Sri Lanka. So, but but even then, Yasmin was very persistent, <laughs> which is really which is good, good, uh, and I'm really thankful for that. And so the whole thing uh, for me it really started with Costa, you know. So that is where I kind of figured out, oh my God, there is an industry. There is something that there's a lot of potential. There's definitely something not only for Costa but also also for other artists as well. And uh, so, so we, I've been working with him for maybe three years now, I think, and behind the scenes and, you know, really pushing him up and helping him, you know, achieve his goals. And he's been helping me achieve my goals as well. Like, you know, we've been giving feedback to each other mm. and pushing each other up, you know, and, and you know, um, especially in hip hop, because I'm, I'm com- completely new to this genre, you know, and I've never, honestly, I, honestly, like I said, in many interviews, I, I don't like hip hop. I kind of hate hip hop because I'm more a blues guy, but but I've actually learned to respect that art form and, and also give it give it its place, you know, because like because um, the only reason you hate something is because like you didn't you didn't take the time to well, understand. understand, right? You know, and that is something that I figured out about myself and a, and a weak point in my life is that you know if you are afraid of something, that means you don't understand that what's going on, and and so I believe understanding is the key to success. Like if you understand something, if you are able to like uh, break down something and and say why is this person doing this and why is this music like this or you know how should i handle this music is it good or is it bad and then all of a sudden a different world opens up uh, instead of being uh, some uh, stupid who says i don't like hip hop i didn't do it why i don't do it <laughs> you know so you know and that's how most of the sri lankans are like, i don't do it my father didn't do it my grandmother didn't do it my forefathers never did we don't do it uh, you know and so yeah, that's stupid. Like you know, so so for me that was a really good kind of uh, opening, and and of course all of a sudden uh, it, it took my skills to a different level. It helped me add value to my artists. So whoever works with me, I, it's it's now I add value to them. That's my goal now. So that is my like main focus, and I'm saying yeah, I'm gonna anybody who works with me, you, I will add value to that person, and I really do everything I can to bring him to a different level in his entire music career. And so this happened. Consistently now for about three years, and then Costa and uh, myself, and of course uh, there's another general called Tiruna and another general called Sandun. Mm. So we've been discussing this whole thing for over a year, and you know we're thinking about it and say, is it really worth it that if we invest in, and do something like this? And then all of a sudden we said, you know what, we are having incredible success. We are all Sri Lankans uh, out of out of Sri Lanka, and we have had incredible success uh, without any support. There's not no support whatsoever for us you know there's not been media support there has not been you know, promotions or anything happening nothing so we made this happen from scratch from zero you know and so we decided if we made it that means we have we have the roadmaps to success we've literally mapped it out first so we right. can actually now duplicate this for new artists we can support them and so that's that's what we came together and we decided let's start up suddenly records so that we can actually use the same thing because like right now in Sri Lanka, it's a sad situation because like 
a lot of the even the veteran artists you know their music is being played and and uh, nobody is paying for that like right. would, if that happened in germany those media companies would be literally broke right you know they would sue the living life out of them so but but it's really like it's not the case and i think they that's i i believe that's uh, it's uh, respectless you know they don't you know that's very sad that they don't even pay a small percentage to the artist even and say hey you know your music has been played here's something uh, so they don't even pay royalty. So we decided that we want to set up our record label. We want to really uh, push our artists, like really support them, motivate them. And actually, like I am living my dreams every day. You wake up and, you know, uh, enjoy that. You know, I just want somebody who, for example, who somebody who's, who raps or somebody who sings or somebody plays the instrument. He should also have that same feeling when he wakes up and not even have a need to worry about like, okay, what am I going to eat today? Because I don't have money to say like, I can. I'm a musician. I do this for a living, and I can earn my money through dig, dig, uh, to, through different digital avenues, mm. and, and also, you know, exercise uh, my art, you know, or enjoy my art instead of like, you know, you don't have to feel, uh, you know, like a third class citizen because you're a musician. I mean, that's how people make me feel in Sri Lanka. You know, when I was growing up, if I told them I want to be a producer, everybody was like laughing and look at this idiot, mm. <laughs> you know. Uh, uh, but today, I. Like I always say, like, you know, at, at the end of the day, like you should let people laugh because the last laugh is always yours, you know? Right. So, uh, <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, that's our goal. So we want to really, you know, motivate and, and push artists and also get them what belongs to them, you know, get them what belongs to them so that they can actually go get out there and live their dreams, you know? And that is something that we've never had in Sri Lanka. Like you listen to them, if you listen to everybody else, everybody's like become a lawyer, doctor, doctor or whatever, you know, this is like, three job opportunities or four job opportunities in Sri Lanka, you know, right. and, and what about the rest? You know, why in, that's the reason this whole country, like the, even the Sri Lanka is completely messed up because like nobody is letting anybody live their dreams because the, living your dreams is a, is a, is literally like a threat to you, everybody else. Right. <laughs> because, you know, because you, like you dare not be happy <laughs> living your dreams. <laughs> like everybody, yeah, we are feeling bad. You better feel bad too. <laughs> also, the culture that uh, that always, you know, from your family, from your parents, it's always like you get married, you build a house, you get a vehicle, and then you die. It's like it's just that everybody's just stuck to that that sort of idea, right? It's they're not. Yeah, but that's that's not life. Yeah, that's, that's not, not like, life. That's like a, that's a, that's, a, that's, a, that's called a guinea pig. <laughs> <laughs> David, you, you, you know. said something that the, the media company there in Sri Lanka, they're not like really respecting the artists. They're not paying the royalties. I think also that the, there's a problem with the fans as well, because they, they tend to even, I, I heard that people are not even just getting the music from Apple podcast, Apple music. They're just sharing the MP3s in WhatsApp and all this. It's like, it's just really destroying yes. the industry, right? Yes. But we have, we have people right now who are, who are, actually looking into that and uh, we have methods of finding out who's doing it and we, we are in, into it mm. i don't want to give any more information on that but right. we are definitely we are cracking down on it really fast and uh, i would say we have uh, let's just put it we have more than 75 75 uh, 75% success on it so right. we are definitely going go, we are going we'll be get them without any fear without a, we will get them and we will actually pay them a personal visit to their homes <laughs> Right. So that's that's all I have to tell you about that situation. We'll sort it out. So, but we, the the culture is also changing. That is something good. 
which we are very happy about that the culture is changing and where the people are really um, open now you know and they are supportive it, it is changing so you know the um, there was this kind of culture like you know everybody's like uh, we what you call like this everything should be free no it's not mm-hmm. free you know it's not free because like you can't go to a shop and get, uh, ask for paripu you can say paripu was in the field the day before yesterday but why is it now in a packet and we you know it should be free right yeah but somebody packed it somebody put it in a vehicle somebody drove thousands of kilometers or hundreds of kilometers brought it here in the shop there were costs involved you understand mm. so it's the same thing with music like in there are production costs involved there are people i mean there are a lot of people involved even if it was done for free it was done at somebody else's studio for free which he paid the electricity and everything the water bill he paid for food and everything you know that there is a cost involved yeah just because it's free for you doesn't mean it's free for somebody else you understand and that's right. something a lot of people don't understand even even the guys at you know universities in sri lanka don't really figure they don't understand that you know education is free yes but we are paying for that you yeah. know even though we didn't go to that university <laughs> i am paying for you to study there my friend right so you better respect that i mean respect that really respect that because it's our tax money that you're using to even uh, you know dance whatever the hell you want but even if you're going to have what you call uh, udgoshana you know <laughs> yeah. that's a sponsored udgoshana those are tax money udgoshana that's our tax money that you're burning right. on the streets you know so anything you damage in udgoshana is again our tax money you know so that's why right. that's the, so that's a sad situation where even our sri lankan people don't really understand it if you don't understand that point you know then you actually have you're in a very very dangerous situation because you really don't know where your life is going you know so people are you know so I, like i said educate yourself and understanding is the key if you want to really succeed you know so but like i said um, we uh, we definitely are focused on you know really supporting our artists and making their dreams come true so that they can actually focus on the music and we can for we focus now on on most mostly the you know the paperwork the lawyers and all this stuff you know so where we you know really get all the work done for them you know and then all of a sudden they can actually focus on their music and really follow their dreams because then through that we can because we have registered we have registered company in sri lanka we are also working internationally so we have a far better advantage than most of the i would say most of the gentlemen in sri lanka because like our, our network is different Mm. So, so that is something that we can really uh, use to our advantage, you know. Because like coming from Sri Lanka, because like unfortunately most it's difficult because when you say "Ah, oh, we're in Sri Lanka," nobody takes you seriously. Unfortunately, you know. I hope I really pray and hope that things will change, and I hope we can change something about that as well. But nobody takes us seriously. But the moment you say, "Okay, uh, we're based in America, we're based in Germany," and then even a phone call is taken seriously, you know. So. that's something that uh, we uh, through experience that we've uh, kind of figured out and we we'll definitely we are definitely things are working out really good and and the record label is growing very fast right now and we are really happy about that so we are giving uh, at the moment we are signing only like you know established artists at this point mm. but very soon we will open the doors to um, even everybody who's interested as well you know and who really loves to follow follow their dreams but of course they we will definitely test them as well like we we can't we won't sign everybody right you know we need people who who really have the passion for it that is important because i because i as knowing sri lankans you know they just do two or three songs and then they expect us to do everything else that's not how it's done you know you got to work hard and then when depending on how work how hard you work that's how hard we are going to work it's like you know it's a one to one ratio 
<laughs> so you if you slack then we're going to also keep take a chill you know so depending on how hard you work then that's the exact amount of energy you're going to put into your work so that's the kind of um body call um the motivation we have you know because also we can we know because like for example costa works really hard he he really says me so i mean we've already kind of we're ready we've already with like a two or three albums already mm. so you know that sees how much how much drive this guy has and that motivates me too and like, all right let's do this you know let's go and and somebody's like i if i have to call an artist five times that he has to send me he send me a track for mastering that he's not getting signed right you know he's not getting signed so that is a clear sign for me he's not interested like it's your life you understand if you're not interested in yourself in your life don't nobody else is going to be that you know i'm just doing it out of out of love or you know i know where i was and you know i know the hard times people go through and i'm just being nice that i'm giving you five chances but don't expect a call from the, at the sixth time because i'm not going to waste my time because i'd rather take the time and energy and invest it in a different artist who definitely achieve far higher goals you know right so unfortunately that's the that's kind of the situation right now we have in sri lanka but it's improving and it will change and as always we will definitely achieve our targets right so what i like about uh, costa's music is i mean i i really enjoy the the new releases new songs that came out i i, I keep on listening to them when i'm like going out it's always on my spotify um, because oh. i think i think really you put you guys push the boundary that now these songs can be considered internationally not just for sri lanka right even though they are singing in singalese but it's clearly i can see that difference that this is really an international song already yeah definitely so i mean that's that is what i've been working so long for and 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 from the sound wise that is something that i really wanted to achieve and i mean we are still we are slowly getting there so it's been a, it's been an incredible ride for us and you know of course there's so much stuff that i am doing here of course i don't you can't see much but right i have it's a it's a what 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 can i say it, it's so much to learn you know it's so much, something these are things that you cannot learn in in no audio engineering school is going to teach you this and that is where she that's where you really miss the whole ball you know right because this is something that you can only learn through experience and being with with really top end engineers because these are the secrets they use and they they that's what you can learn with them you know right so being with them has really helped me open some incredible doors and you know get some incredible understanding into the whole 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 mastering scene you know so yeah it's going to change and we're going to have some incredible music and costa is not the only person that you're going to say oh my god he's international there are many other artists who are on the way there and who are almost achieving it right now so yeah, yeah. you're going to be surprised in a couple of months what's going to happen yeah because i i check out some of the artists that you have in the roster for serendip i i really dig that uh, music i mean I, i listen to a lot of music you know different genres and i can still dig that uh, you know <laughs> yes but i also want to very clearly say that serendip is not just a hip hop right uh, label we uh, we will sign every single every single like uh, we always if we, i mean we are also looking into uh, signing gospel and everything every genre from a to z right. we will definitely do and we we are looking into that as well seriously we are not going to say brand ourselves as a hip hop label or anything like that because people have been to that's a hip hop label no we are not a hip hop label right, we right. we are open to every single person and we will work with every single person even veteran artists if they really want to come and you know just they only have to do is get in touch with us you know 
that's all. We've been trying to get in touch with some artists and, you know, they've been very, you know, kind of uppish and like, you know, I'm a veteran artist. I don't do that. Like, okay. <laughs> hey, all right. Cool. I'll, I'm trying to help you. If you don't want your help, if you don't want our help, yeah, it's all right. You know, we, we're not going to, you know, right. force ourselves uh, on you or anything like that. Uh, it's all up to you because, you know, we have the opportunity. We have the opportunity to actually give you, give you a chance. You don't want to take the chance. It's your, it's your problem, not ours. But do not ever say we didn't give you a chance. That is something that, you know, we will uh, definitely come back to you on that. <laughs> right. So, David, I, I really appreciated that you actually put your dad's music in Spotify, right? So, I, I was able to listen to that. So, it's it's really oh. nice to see that, you know, listening to that songs on Spotify. Uh, what do you think about these platforms that you can you can put this music to, like the whole world? What do you think about these platforms? I am I'm very happy and thankful for some a platform like that because like 10 or 15 or even 20 years ago this was not possible you know and you know as a kid if we already had platforms like this I think we would have actually you know had a different life completely right you know but uh, at the end but at the end of the day I think uh, now there is so much potential there's so much possibility for some young people to actually go out there and and, and live their dreams without any issues um but they just need to know how how to do it, you know. Mm. And that is also something that we definitely are looking forward to teach them and you know support them. So this is a good thing, and people need to know. People need to understand and know how to use them, and that is the thing. So if if Spotify is still uh, still not in Sri Lanka, and hopefully they come to Sri Lanka soon, we are actually waiting for them. Only the premium accounts are able to access Spotify in Sri Lanka mm. right now. But soon, hopefully soon, that even the free accounts will be able to access that, and then then there'll be definitely no issues whatsoever. Everybody can listen to music on Spotify and Apple Music. Is, Apple Music, you definitely have to have accounts. So if not, they they don't give free accounts. Right. So that is the only thing. But it's great, and thank you so much for listening to uh, my dad's music. And another thing is like uh, I decided I was going to master everything all of his albums but then i decided against it and said you know if if i master all of these things then i'm literally killing all the work from the the engineers and the musicians yeah. and everything who 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 did that i'm literally like saying ah you know what i know better you know and i think that is something that sometimes you have to be very careful of uh, just because just because you can improve something doesn't mean that you should improve it uh, so I, I decided to not to not to improve or not to remaster anything. I decided because this is something that even I can show to my children and say, you know what, this is where your father started, or this is where your grandfather started. This is where I started to do production, and that's how bad it was, the quality of it, and that. And now look at what I have achieved. And so I have a reference point where I can come back to and say, you know what, even if I feel. Uh, bad or I feel really weird, then I can go back and listen to them and say, you know what, that's where you started. You yeah. know, you can achieve much higher goals from now on. Because if I change it, then I I don't have a reference point anymore. You know. Yeah. So, so I don't care if people say, "Ah, oh, it sounds rubbish." Yeah, it's 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 not there for you to judge. You know, it's there because it is it has a different purpose. Plus, when I'm listening to that, it it brings me back to a different era of how how songs were, right? So it's uh, so that's that's what exactly. we need to get. So. One thing that I I really appreciate you are putting it there so that somebody else will you know discover that maybe other Sri Lankans who are living in the other countries might discover it. Um, I've been doing something similar because I've been talking to some of the veteran art like guitarists and all these guys in Sri Lanka who who has never done an interview or 
they don't have any online presence so i've been doing some mm-hmm. of the podcast episodes with them uh you mm-hmm. know so they can talk about their story how all their history and where what so many things they have done so i did couple, couple of these episodes with <laughs> some of these artists they have never you cannot find anything about them online it's now it's yeah. just only this podcast episode will talk about what what they've been through so i i've been trying wow. to do that Well, I, th- I think you found your calling, man. I think you found your calling because I think this is a this is a go this is something this is a gem. This is something really cool that you're doing. That you're looking for people, you're giving them a chance, and you're le- letting them be discovered. You know, which is yeah. awesome. Well, I, I don't know if anybody told you that, but awesome. And I'm really proud that you're doing this, and you should definitely continue to do this. You have my full support, and whatever you need done will definitely help you out. And also, the cool thing about it is like, since you are the man who has all the connections to these awesome musicians. Also, please do uh, let give me the connections, and I mean, give give me the connections as well that I even, you know, no, no, I mean that I can also get in touch with them. And mm. also, if there's any productions happening in Sri Lanka, f- especially from Serendip Records or anything like that, that, we can also use them. You know, like we can uh, give them a chance to actually go perform and help them, and you know, see if we can also organize something for them that as musicians that they can also earn a living out of it. So right. that's something that, that we'd love to do and. I think you should be the man to kind of uh, coordinate that as well. So that'd be nice. <laughs> yeah. So David, <laughs> I, I I've been I've been watching your YouTube videos on uh, you know your YouTube channel. You do yeah. some of these uh, equip about equipments. I was really happy with the one you did about the microphones. Uh, you know, I was I I wanted to learn that also. What is these differences about different microphones and stuff? So all this knowledge that you gain from all this experience, I will you be putting it out? For, to 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 teach other audio engineers or producers who want to come to that is that uh, something that you would work that on that is that is something that i would love to work on but unfortunately i am not a youtuber that's the whole thing. everybody thinks i'm like i'm on youtube for to become a youtuber I'm right, not right. because the, that channel unfortunately i work so much offline because i'm really i do so much work as well as i do offline you know and for me to even do one video it's so difficult you know right. like to set up the camera to do this and then to sort that and then after that you have to sit down do the edits so it takes <coughs> it takes me about sometimes 4 hours or 6 hours just to do all of that you know right. and then and when i compare that like i'm losing that's about i don't know 3 400 euros of work time of work unpaid work right, right. you know So unfortunately that is the situation where where I am in right now because like I do my best to put out a video for them so that they can learn something as well but right now with the with the difference you know is so that like where is my priorities my priorities that unfortunately I have to really you know go out work you know follow my dreams and that is something that I do on the side that but even I have some free time and you know that I'm not uh, not driven crazy by the kids then I can actually you know sit down and do a video <laughs> but what i was actually in. what i was actually talking about is maybe you can put out a master class course or something that you can people can study online you know uh, something like that i have that. one course i have one course but i have to really uh, put it out mm. like uh, pro- uh, do it properly so uh, for now i just have it in a in a you know what do you call um, in a facebook kind of a group a secret facebook, right. facebook group right. where i teach uh, a very few hand picked persons who you know of course it's not free it's yeah. it's pretty i mean it's not really expensive it's only about 60000 rupees so 
and these people can actually join the group they can learn and then you know they are very focused on what they're doing and they're serious people you know not everybody who right. joins you know and I, I will also before they join i will have a conversation with them to really see if they're really good and they're fit enough to join and then after that only i, I take them in because i don't want to have everybody in there and you know because like i just want the people who are very serious about the about their audio engineering yeah. that's that's much easier than to take everybody and then you know like the, sometimes information you know for example why can't everybody go to open university like you know or, or the university jayawardenpur university nobody can go there is a certain selection process you know so yeah. it's the same almost the same with me i also would prefer that somebody who's who's very interested in it can join if not the rest you know you really have to prove that you you, you can yet you are at a certain standard and that's how it's done but <clears throat> i mean yes I, i would love to do it but let's see i mean maybe in the future uh, see if there's a platform or if there's a way that people could actually you know like uh, support me or whatever and then i can decide okay depending on what has more income i would say okay you know what then i'll focus on youtube or something like that but other than that offline work is actually pretty fun a lot of fun actually honestly <laughs> so yeah. it's more fun than sitting and uh, doing uh, you know teaching somebody uh so that's the whole thing but but at the end of the day i believe that i can i could give something much more worthful because like there is more value in what i would what i could give somebody mm-hmm. is because it's not just coming because i got a degree in something you know it's because like i've been there done that and done that a uh, 150 times or that that million times you know and and that's why i know it works instead of somebody saying try this and try that you know i know put this i can tell you if you have a situation if you have a problem i can tell you exactly what you need to do to solve that problem and that is something uh, that is pretty expensive because like people pay a lot of money for problem solvers you know so i think um, it's not fair that i sometimes give out all this knowledge for free because i didn't get that knowledge for free you know i spent i could have bought a house or a couple of houses you know in sri lanka yeah. for for the amount of time i actually spend that but the weird thing about sri lanka is like people are willing to go and pay money uh, for a course that actually bring them almost nothing but they want but they expect us to give everything for free so that's kind of weird you know that's that's a kind of weird kind of thing you know but uh, yeah let's but like i said um, the basics definitely us yes. i think the base, if you if you have the basics right then you know you can at least start so i'm focusing more on the basics and even my basics are pretty uh i would say still maybe above average right. um so that they can really learn something and whoever is interested they can do it and i have actually two channels right now so i have david luchero and i started another channel called uh what is it yeah audio locusin <laughs> so it's really weird because everybody is like yes, ah, this muge mar locusin so i said ah yeah, cool ah, that's a cool name for a channel so i said yeah, audio locusin all right <laughs> so so actually i i took something from a lot of the guys who were like you know kind of uh, talking behind my back and t- telling me st- uh, saying stuff about me and i heard this word a lot like everybody's like uh, so and so said that you have this you know you are really mar locusin Uh, Omar Lukusin. That's a cool name. That's actually I like that. You know, so I said Audio Lukusin. <laughs> so I made a channel called Audio Lukusin, and I'm putting all the uh, what do you call uh, the videos there and the tutorials there, so people can actually go and learn from that as well. So, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, da- so David, what's your message to the viewers? My biggest message is like, hey. F- to follow your dreams you know do not uh, worry about what other people say to you 
I think that's the biggest thing. Like people don't live somebody else's life. Don't live your life so that your neighbor is going to be happy. Don't live your life. Uh, you know, of course, yes, not that your parents will be happy. Of course, your parents need to be happy in a way, you know, but also sometimes uh, fulfilling your parents' wishes is one thing. And, but finding your happiness is another thing, you know, right. and in return, making your parents happy. So I would say, follow your dreams, like what you want to do, go do it, but also think about how we're going to do it. That's really important because like, that's the point that a lot of people don't do. They say, I want to be audio engineer, but they don't. Uh, really figure it out like how are they going to do it because uh, some I, I know a lot of young people where they say tell me I, I'm, I'm very poor I don't have this and I say bro fine take two years out of your life you know go and work work a job see how difficult it is to work a job you know see how difficult it is to get up in the morning at five go to the job you have a boss that's screaming down your neck every single morning you know and do that for two years and and then uh, collect that money and then start your own thing you know, and then, but don't, and treat people nice, you know, do your best to treat people nice. And of course, people are not going to treat you back nicely, but don't worry about the, them because they will fade out in the background, but you be nice and you do whatever you can do to make other people's life better. And the other thing is like add value, like you're doing China, amazing job. You're adding value to every single person that's uh, coming to your channel. You know, like, like, likewise, you know, I would say be somebody that will add value to somebody else's life. And I think that is the lesson that I actually learned from rugby, where, where it's always better if you're going to play in the pack, if you're one of the forwards, the secret is to be able to play in many different positions, mm. you know, tight head, lose it prop, then you go a flanker, you know, and that is going to help you, you know, even in life, where at that time I never realized that. But now in life I realize that, either, you know, the many, if you're good in many different uh, situation like in, in the, if you have uh, sorry improve your skills if you're good skill in one thing just don't focus only on that one skill see there, there's definitely another skill hidden in you you know then go onto that and focus that you know sharpen that up so that it's the same level as the next one you know mm. and then go to the next skill and sharpen that up so at that point you know when you have that skill set whatever life throws at you you're ready because like you know you have uh, you want to do mixing yeah sure here you got mixing you want to do mastering i got mastering I want to build my own studio. No problem. I got, I can do that. I got, I got an acoustic scout. So, you know, that's always very important to like sharpen those skills up. And if you don't, then, then you need to find somebody who can do that for you. And I mean, then it's going to be expensive, but then you're paying for quality and don't, don't forget that there's no yeah. such thing as cheap quality. It, it's, you know, you can't, you know, uh, you, you can't expect you pay what you, you know, if you what you say you what you get what you pay for you know yeah 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 so <laughs> <laughs> I say, oh, so many languages are going through my head right now so what right. the... <laughs> so david uh, anybody you want to what? shout out anybody you want to shout out to well uh, be a big shout out to yasmin yusuf has she been on your show yes yes she has <laughs> oh, okay ah uh, cool so yeah definitely yasmin yusuf costa and every single person who has helped me uh, you know get to achieve this achieve my dreams big thank thank you to all of you guys and of course thank you so much channa for your time and actually having me on your show man that's awesome and looking forward to definitely uh, be in touch with you and don't forget the guitarists <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah so maybe, david, maybe maybe i can get some private <laughs> lessons from them <laughs> yeah so david uh, this was uh, 
thank you for joining i really appreciate i mean i it's it was really fun to talk to you and i learned uh, something from you that you know uh, i know a lot of people will uh, enjoy this podcast so thank you for joining awesome. and keep inspiring uh, keep creating great music and putting sri lanka on the map so thank Definitely. you for joining have a great evening you too shana have, have a good one god bless you man take care see you <laughs>